are listening to the Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is Brain Garden, a monthly collaboration between ASIAP and my organization, Cangel's Connection. The mission of Brain Garden is to start conversations on topics that our youth are experiencing. Conversations create a dialogue for healing and offer resources for other community members in need. These students are opening their hearts and stories to help facilitate conversations in our community. I'm your host, Janelle Hildebrand, and I'm the founder of Cangel's Connection, Inc., also referred to as the Cangel Connection Foundation. I started Cangel's Connection in 2019 after my son, Kane passed away from an accidental drug overdose on June 20th of 2018 at 24 years old. Cangel's Connection mission is to be the hub of connecting resources to the people in need. I felt alone as a parent of a struggling young man, and I didn't have the resources for myself or for Kane. My website is C-A-I-N-E dot C-A-I-N-E G-E-L C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N dot org. And I have a list of resources that is continuously growing. I became connected with ASYEP through KDNK. And if you're a teen listening and would like to share your story and offer some resources, please contact Janelle Hildebrand at J-E-N-X-T-R-E-M-E-S-K-I at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes to listen to one of our upcoming conversations. Please be advised, this episode of Brain Garden contains mature themes, including domestic violence, abuse, and suicide. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Brain Garden. My name is Janelle. I'm your host, and I have a special guest in the studio. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Ali Reyes. And Ali, tell me who you are, where you're from, about your family, pets, hobbies. Give us a little feel of who you are. Um, so... I have been here in the Valley for seven years. Um, I'm a youth advocate with Advocate Safe House Project. I moved here because I loved the nature and was just really drawn to Carbondale specifically and to Sopris Mountain, like a lot of other people. And I have a adventure kitty named Mateo that his brother lives here also and is in Aspen. Um, and they're very, very similar. So... That's what I love to do is allow him to go explore somewhere. We'll go on a drive together. And it's just really nice to be able to be on rural roads very easily. And that's my favorite thing is spending time with him and adventuring. You're in the right place for adventuring. Yes. <laughs> An adventure kitty. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I think it's kind of a newer term with social media and um, like his brother is very famous and is on the ski slopes of Aspen pretty often, so. That is so cool. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> See, you never know what pets you have or what things you're doing, but always make it an adventure. Yes. So you're here, um, and we're going to talk about some subjects here. Um, but tell me, you, you currently are a youth advocate at the Advocate Safe House Project. Yes. Tell me what that is. Um, so we are a organization that supports domestic and sexual violence survivors. Um, we have everything from 
emotional support, support groups. Um, we have the youth program, housing program. We help with immigration sometimes. And for my position specifically, I do direct service with youth from ages 8 to 24, young adults. Um, and I just provide them some one-on-one -on -one time. And we also have support groups and in all sorts of types of ways to help people. Very important. Thank you for all the work you're, you have done and are doing. Um, and I want to touch base a little bit about maybe a personal experience um, that you have had that kind of led you in this direction. Mm -hmm. I think once I learned about domestic violence, I recognized how often we're put into unhealthy situations, whether it be friendships, your family, your friends, um, or new relationships. So one of the first eye-opening experiences was learning about teen dating violence specifically, but also the little signs that show up in an unhealthy relationship as a teen. And recognizing that I needed a youth advocate as a young person. And I didn't have any adults to really go to outside of my photography teacher, or I had a history teacher that I really loved. And, but I needed an, a, an advocate for me. And so that is a huge part of my passion. And um, I love to support young people while they're navigating. And two, we also help with um, if young people are witnesses of violence in their homes. So sometimes it's both that they're dealing with. And to just allow them access to education so that they can approach these relationships with just more awareness and maybe avoid some of the things that I personally did as a young person that red flags that I should have noticed and I didn't know. So... So it's kind of like giving um, the youth a tool for their life toolbox. So when, if, and when they are in a situation, they have some kind of tool to help them get through that. Yes, absolutely. That's that's brilliant. Um, so I don't know any statistics. I didn't do my homework on statistics, but it, do you have any background on, you know, the amount of youth are being put in these situations? Um, I know. So just in general, it's one to, one to every four women and one in every six men experience violence in their lifetime. Um, and that statistic I, has changed over time and especially post Me Too movement. And that one to four or one to six, I imagine, is a lot more, too. You know, like, those are only people that are willing or able to tell their story. And there's a lot of other people that don't feel like it's safe, too. Right. So there's the, that there's a percentage that lies hidden mm -hmm. because of safety or mm -hmm. being scared or, th or just maybe a threat. Yeah. I think even in the Latin community, it, the numbers are probably a little different. Just we're a little more conservative and um, just working on it. Mm -hmm. It's always we're chipping away mm -hmm. and it takes a village. 
yes. to help chip away. So thanks for being part of that village. Thank you. It yeah. makes me feel good. It makes me feel good, too. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the teen violence, the dating. This is a really important topic. And um, when you and I had a little conversation um, beforehand about that, I was just thinking how many teens probably are experienced some kind of um, pressure or violence in in many different ways, but the dating one is really important. So I'd love to touch yes. base on that. Yes. Um, I think that being a teenager is already hard, let alone being in an unhealthy relationships or, or even you having to navigate personal relationships while you're at home witnessing violence too. So with teen dating violence specifically, I think one of the hardest things for them to navigate is technology today and social media. Just, you know, when we were all growing up, you go home and you don't necessarily have contact with anybody outside of school. But today they're just constantly in contact, which is a wonderful thing. And if your partner is unhealthy, it makes it really hard to just exist. And some of the red flags that I think are more um, prominent during teenagehood is um, tracking people's location. You know, like on Snapchat, you can see where your friends are all at. And it seems like they just have it open to anybody, any of their friends to just see where they're at. And I find that when someone has an unhealthy partner, they it's used against them instead of just a safety thing or just innocent. You know, it's a way to control and manipulate someone. Um, I had my very first boyfriend in high school. Um, He had some signs of just being unhealthy himself, not necessarily abusive, but um, towards the end of our relationship, he would start to um, mess with our contraception that we were using and manipulated in a way to try to get me pregnant and also at sometime in, in between that time he threatened to commit suicide in front of my parents house and those are things now that when I hear my youth talking about it really I didn't recognize it as emotional manipulation but it very much is and especially something like completing suicide to someone that you care about. No one wants that. So an easy way for me to help is to mm, support my client to support the mental health of their partner and connect them with resources like Aspen Hope Center and MindSprings, any kind of mental health organization that if they really want the help, they will seek. And if it's not good intentioned. It will show. That's a that's pretty deep, actually. But thinking back on my teenage years and dating, you know, those are things, those are signs that unless you talk about it with your family, mm-hmm. which I do encourage, if you're listening, I do encourage these conversations. And they don't have to be the ugly, deep conversation, but it could just be like, talking about relationships or what's going on with so-and-so mm-hmm. or just touching base. So it's so important to connect with your your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for young people to know that there is someone in their lives that 
they can typically identify pretty quickly as a safe person to talk to. And yeah, just I, I wish I would have let my parents know a little bit more about what was going on instead of feeling like I had to navigate it by myself or I was going to get this person in trouble. Yeah, that that's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. And so like if you're most teens are probably going to talk to their friends first, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing, but a friend doesn't know the tools so I think this is really important. So if you're listening and you're you you are a teen or a young person, um, it's good to have a resource so if you have a friend in need, they can direct you in the right place. Yes, and they yeah. can reach out to Advocate Safe House Project and ask for a youth advocate. Um and all of our services are free and confidential, private. So I think that really opens doors for young people to just say what they need to say. And then it, it's not weight on their shoulders, too. Yeah, with no shame, no judgment, mm-hmm. and just letting a release, letting it out and yeah. not to carry that inside. Yeah. I think another statistic that I, I, I like to use often to also sometimes friends – reaching out like my friends in this relationship and I would like them to get out of it but I don't know what to do and so it it it, on average it takes one to six times for someone to leave a relationship especially an unhealthy one and I think once you know that you can see sometimes people just mentally leave someone sometimes people physically leave sometimes there's a fight that really makes them question things so reach out and it takes some time. It's not it's not as easy as just leaving. It's never simple. No. Never simple in any situation, but knowing your boundaries and know, being comfortable with yourself and knowing you are supported to walk through that, I yes. think will help people make a good decision. Mm-hmm. I think boundaries is something that we should be taught much younger and I think boundaries are something that it's really hard to set with people that we care about the most. You know, with strangers, we can be like, you please stay away. But someone that you care about, it feels harder. But boundaries are important. They're really important. It's hard for an adult to set a boundary. Yes. A well-seasoned adult has a hard time setting a boundary. So if we can start practicing this as a young person, we're only going to get better at it. Yes. Yes, I'm very hopeful for the future generations. They really just communicate stronger, more empowered. They do, and and I really appreciate that. But we want to make sure they're communicating appropriately, too. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So if you are a teen in need or if you are – a friend of somebody in need, what is the best way for somebody to read? What's the phone number they can call? Yeah, so we have a 24-hour helpline, and the number is 970-945-4439. Um, or they can reach out. We have social media through Facebook and Instagram. So those are other mediums that they can reach out to us as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Allie, here's another resource. We talked about music, and we're here at the KDNK station with Andy Zanke Youth Empowerment. Music, it's an important release. Most people like music. Yes. You came with a song that inspires and moves you. Would you introduce the song and, and tell us a little bit about why this song is important to you? So I 
spent a lot of time looking for the perfect song. And this one is called Flor, and it's featuring Benito. And the band is called Los Rivera Destino. And I chose it because I think a lot of, of the audience, the Latin audience, will will know Bad Bunny. And he's on this song. And I, the band is more traditional in, in Latin music, how they cover music. And then Benito adds this newer contemporary feel to it that you wouldn't typically hear him in, but I think it's a really lovely song. So if you're just tuning in, this is The Brain Garden here, and I am Janelle, your host, and my special guest, Ali Reyes. Thank you. And we are talking about um, the Advocate Safe House Project, and this month is the, October is the Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, Ali, would you take it from here and touch base a little bit about that? Yeah. So October is 
the official awareness month, um, one of the things that people often do as awareness is to wear purple. That's the official color for domestic violence awareness. And it's also everyone knows someone is the theme of this year's. So the different forms of violence that exist in abusive relationships, we use a something called a power and control wheel. And that just helps to put name to people's experiences that they're having with their unhealthy partner. Some are more obvious than others. Like I think a lot of people really recognize physical violence as a a easy sign to recognize. And I think people who are unhealthy now are more aware of that idea and they will do more subtle things like pinch people's chests or um, leave marks in places that are not obvious to everyone, even people that are close to them. Um, I think another one in this valley too is isolation. People will move here with a partner or, and then just not know anybody around them. And the partner is doing everything to make sure that they don't have any support around them. And it also happens at a teenage level where friends just kind of drop off with their partner and you don't see them, which is hard because I think that's pretty common in teenagehood is to get caught up in your first love. And, but it's a sign. It's a sign that that partner is isolating them away from their friends. And also using corrosion and threats. Something for a lot of Latin folks is they'll have their status threatened to them pretty regularly as a form of like, you can't tell anyone because I'll tell the police that you're not from here. Or, yeah, that's a pretty common one. Or just threaten the police on them, even if they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, with young people. So it would be like an emotional abuse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, there, you know, there's a lot of words that come up that are more popular now, like gaslighting is one. Um, well, gaslighting is really, I think, kind of complicated to pin down. To me, it's when I think about the gaslighting that I've experienced in my past, I just felt really confused or frustrated Um or, or you go into a confrontation knowing that someone has upset you, but by the end of the conversation, you're the one apologizing, which, you know, there's accountability in, in arguments, but they will completely spin it on you. Like, it's your fault. You made me do this. You are the reason why this happened or that happened, or you make me feel this way instead of just holding it for themselves. And then... I think another one I hear from young people a lot is someone being toxic and and also glamorizing toxicity as like a bad boy kind of image. But even if someone looks like a bad boy, they shouldn't be a bad boy to you. You know, they should treat you like a queen, a king, whatever it is. And toxicity is not healthy. So that one... I think is so glamorized now with movies like um, or shows like you where a lot of the audience really likes the bad character. Have you heard of you? I never have. No, just the main character. He's really, really unhealthy. But the audience has this like 
fascination with him. And but he kills people. He he's a not a good person. And but they put the word toxic onto him to kind of make it make him look a little softer, I guess, is how I would say it. So do you think the media is almost like making that bad boy or bad girl? Because yes. there's definitely shows that spotlight women or girls t- and yes. their behavior is unacceptable, but they're kind of glamorizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have to be careful about the messages perceived in the shows we're watching instead of like, that's just entertainment. Yes. <laughs> or yes. Or don't apply that to your life. Yes. Um, I think Euphoria is another great example of that where a, some of the characters like Nate Jacobs is very abusive, but they also call, they imply toxic to him. And it's, he's a handsome guy. He's on the football team. He has all sorts of privileges that make him look good. But behind the scenes, he's very torn up and has a really negative upbringing. And also, he's never done therapy. So seek some support. Seek support. And there's so many. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of support. And it's all confidential. Yes. So And it's important. So if remember, mutual respect. You know. Yes. So, Allie, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with not only myself, but with the listeners here. Um, We talked about October Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We talked about dating and teen violence. We talked about the different kinds of violence. I would like you to send a message out there for, for our youth that are listening, a positive message, something reassuring, give them some hope. Send us off with something positive. I think asking for help is my advice. Just reach out if you need someone, if that's for your mental health or a relationship or you're just having a hard time to just reach out and not be afraid to. You're not, no one's a burden. No one's going to turn you down. Everyone deserves support. Everyone deserves support. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, be kind. Yes, be kind.